Welcome to episode 68 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Excellent. Coming off a uh, week one of my vacation, heading into week two. Uh, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is day nine mm-hmm. of drinking, so the listeners may actually hear my liver shut down as we do some <laughs> of these tastings tonight. And then I only have... Sunday and Monday, so I'll get to 11 straight days of drinking before I can try to uh, flush my uh, liver clean for a few days until episode 69. You're going to do a cleansing? Uh, Yeah, like a four-day cleansing, unless, of course, uh, Monday's game, Detroit at Cleveland, gets rained out, snowed out, cold out, um, because at the Fishman 8, myself, are making our fifth annual and yes, I'm counting it as the fifth annual because you can't um, account for pandemics. And there were no fans at games last year, so we didn't right. miss a year because there were no fans. Right. So this will be our fifth non-pandemic in a row opening day of the Indians. All right. So we'll be drinking Sunday in Cleveland and Monday in Cleveland. So Monday will be day number 11. So I'm kind of hoping there's no uh, rain out or nothing because then we'd have to go into Tuesday and it would be 12 days in a row. So. <laughs> So, yeah, any if you hear any, like, uh, crumpling up or bursting, that's just my liver going due to all the alcohol we've had. <laughs> all right. Hopefully we don't hear that. Yeah, hopefully not. That would be bad. And before we get to the um, first tasting on episode 68, I don't know, it, it will fall under Corrections Corner. But more, but more, really more of a clarification because apparently the cowbell has a, a long history of stuff. Especially on cows. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Grandpa Blackhawk pointed out he was screaming at the radio that more cowbell was in reference to a Saturday Night Live skit where you were thinking that you did mention that. I haven't re-listened to it or anything, but we'll take... Uh, sober Grandpa Blackhawk's word over sure, our yeah. drunk words, and maybe you were thinking of saying it and didn't I was, say it. I, that I happens, had to have been thinking it, but that maybe hap- I didn't say it. That happens to me to me weekly. I've got thirty seven things I want to talk about on the pod, and the next morning I'm like, well, I only missed thirty six of them this week, so <laughs> I was on fire. Um, but yeah, so uh, who are the actors in that? Because I wasn't Will and uh, and uh, Christopher Watkins. Well, okay. Yeah. And um. And, and the and the rest of the and the rest of the uh, Saturday Night Live crew. Yeah, I didn't watch Saturday Night Live in the Will Ferrell era much, so I wasn't familiar with that. But they did a more cowbell thing when they did uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue Oyster Cult. Yep. That was a bit. But then I was referencing it, referencing it more. And this goes. I mean, I guess cowbells have been used in alpine skiing as. Forever. forever, and then you know the Erie Otters even have used cowbells, and they were actually banned from using them at their arena. So, um, still looking for the. I think the reason I was I was going with what you were saying because uh, it, for the Texas connection, because it was a Texas brewery, right? And the colors on the can represented the stars, right? Right, and so it made sense, you know, right? If 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 they're big cowbell people, yeah. When well, there's cows right down the we were on the water on oh, vacation wow. there's a whole bunch of cows right down the, 
uh, you know, they weren't on the water, right. but they were down the street from us. So. And, and we even looked, uh, the Blue Oyster Cult does not seem to have any kind of a Texas connection. So, I don't know. So, it, it, so anyway, at least we cleared up the cowbell situation. What do you got for us? First, first? tasting, uh, Samuel Adams, Wicked Hazy, Juicy New England IPA, 6.8%, 35 IBUs. Now, I was wondering if it was just a change in cans, but I went through some old Twitter pictures. You can follow us on Twitter at epodffa, by the way. Um, and there was a yellow and blue can, and this can is mainly blue with some yellow. And the other, the yellow can is just a, uh, Sam Adams IPA. So yeah. it's not a w- wicked hazy. So this should be different. And although the other Sam Adams IPA, I used to just cut grass while drinking that. And I mentioned it on the pod. I don't think we ever rated it on the pod. Well, with the amount of fruit that they're boasting in this, uh, this might be a very refreshing citrusy. Yeah, 38 IBUs should be a easy drink. Um, you can smell the fruit coming out of the pour. Oh, yeah, good aroma. Cheers. Cheers. And someone, me, forgot to silence their phone. Huh. Yeah, fruity. Yep, very. It's almost like a uh, fruit smoothie, if you will. A fruit beer smoothie. Um, wonder if you could make those and sell those. Maybe, maybe that's our million-dollar idea after this million-dollar idea. Fruit smoothies with alcohol? Yeah. Beer fruit smoothies. Yeah, we can try it. Hey, any of we try it, we'll put the pod logo on it. Um, you know, Speaking of million-dollar ideas, you notice the power of the pod? Someone in our local jurisdiction is clearly a listener to the pod that has some, because Friday morning when we had a to MBS Airport. Yeah. There was nothing. And then Friday night, last night, when um they had uh they got we got back coming up yeah on the one street that takes you right by the South Studio, lo and behold, I see from Miller to the end of the road, they've got sidewalks being put in. And that has to be the, the someone who's in charge of the road commission of Thomas Township must be a listener, and it's got to be like, hey, I can't take Mike bitching about all the traffic that comes up and down this road, and him and Ruby having to move over. So fuck it, let's just put sidewalks in <laughs> and get them off our back, keep him happy. Because when this when this pod goes worldwide, we want them right. to maybe throw uh, Thomas Township some funding here and there. Because <laughs> that's I was, exactly what happened. Um. Now, did you know, I know you said that the neighbor across the street kind of shot you a text, but, like, did did the town, can the township just make that decision, or did, like, they have everybody ask, hey? Okay, so, Greg, one day I said, you know, we noticed a bunch of stakes in the yard, and this was three weeks ago, and I go, what's with all the stakes in the yard? And um, I don't know, I think it was his wife, Rhonda, she screams across yeah, they just showed up in our yard one day, started pounding stakes in, and Greg started yelling at them, you know, and they said, hey, we're we're just the messenger. We're just putting in sidewalks, you know. We're just 
you know, we're doing what we're being told. So apparently they didn't, either they didn't get the message or they didn't, they didn't get a message, but yeah, I guess eminent domain won over that one and they're just putting them in. Is it going to be the entire subdivision or just the main? From what I can understand right now, from what I can see, it's just going to be the main drag coming right. in. Now, I wonder how that works. I mean, we should have all some of the people up and down uh, the street there as guests because, like, if they were to do it on the North Studio, the North Studio side, yeah, am I going to just be shit out of luck on the spring? Because where the sidewalk's going to go is going to destroy my sprinkler system. So now is that going to be up to them to replace? Because I see they have some signs for a sprinkler company. So yeah. maybe they contracted that company out. And, hey, you got to fix all the yeah, sprinklers. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They they can't come in there and 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 wreck your sprinkler system right. without fixing it. It's one more thing that I got to shovel though, and I don't because I don't even shovel my fucking front walk because the mailman doesn't even need to get up there. So oh, I tell you what, uh, the sidewalk police in Thomas Township in the winter is horrible. That's I know at our old house. You know where our, our sidewalk was literally 20 feet long because our, our property was a pie shape, mm-hmm. right? We'll get to this. We'll, we'll get to this. I don't think we get... Did we give the ABV and the IBUs on this thing yet? Probably not. We did and I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But okay, so going back to my property was wedge-shaped. So the front of the property, the sidewalk is only 20 feet long, right? right? And you remember our old property, yep. right? How many houses did we have on the left side of us? Left side was one, wasn't it? Zero. Zero, okay. Yeah, and how many on the right? One. Zero. We had no houses on either side of us. There was one house on the street, but it was up the street a little ways. So our sidewalks went to nowhere, and we got a a $40 ticket for not shoveling our sidewalks. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of sidewalks here to be shoveled. But like I say, it has to be... Uh, to keep Ruby and I happy. Yeah, and I, safe. I think so. And, and safe. safe. I mean, yeah. although we do try to stay out of the way of the cars. Um, but what I'm most excited about those sidewalks, they did. They got a long way in a week, but I'm guessing they got another week to go, and then when the landscaping comes in to really clean up, the, it might be another week. So right. I'm really looking forward to using that fucking portage on at the end of the corner. Because as Ruby and I walked by on her walk today, it's not locked or anything. So that, right. I think I'm just going to shit there from now on. That way, so, you know, just throw the latch down, take it, you know, you know, go for a, a, a night yeah. walk, you know, right. kind of give the old, yep. nobody's in there. You just yeah. go in there and take shit. And then you come out. And, That'll be the night somebody <laughs> runs off the road yeah, drunk and, and takes out the portage on with their truck. Oh, but. Hey, so we got, you know, came home to sidewalks in the making, and I heard nothing about it, so. Yeah, no. I knew it was happening, but uh, I apparently, according to our neighbors, uh, very few people knew it was going to happen before the stakes were in the ground, which is very odd. Um, so, um, a note to the kids, the younger audience out there, um... Live every moment to the to the fullest because I know in the grand scheme of things, one week is not a big amount of time. Right. I mean, when you think about the uh, um, millions of years ago when din- dinosaurs roamed the earth, allegedly. Um, <laughs> you know, so one week, millions of years. Yeah. Okay, it's a small sample size, but is it just me? 
or does it literally seem like 18 to 20 hours ago we were doing episode 67 in Galveston, Texas? Oh, yeah. There's no way it seems like it was, there's no way it's been a week since we've done episode 67. That just means we were having fun. Oh yeah, and that's what I mean. And, and then boom, the week is over already. Um, but without further ado, you know it's that time of the segment where we have to let people know how we feel with our weekly and why don't you go first Dave because you have one I'm pretty sure that uh is hot off the presses if you will oh yeah uh, so I'm staring down a possible Three-figure victory, dollar-wise, in my bracket pool if Houston goes on to win the national championship, right? So we're in the Final Four. They start off playing Baylor today. And from the tip-off, they stunk it up. They absolutely, they, they never had control. They were getting their ass beat the whole game. And so although overall, I'll tip my cap, I'll tip my cap to them for, you know, making it exciting and, you know, getting as far as they did. But as far as today, uh, not making it even a game, I got to give them the big old fuck you. Yeah, and actually your your three-figure winnings is actually, if you round it up, it would be closer to four figures than it would be to three figures. So, yeah, that's a nice, uh, that's that's when when you get as, as, you know, so there's that game, the Gonzaga-UCLA game, that's t- and then the champ- when you get down to three games left with a shot and then lose, I almost would rather lose the way I did and just have all my brackets be destroyed. Toilet paper, you know, <laughs> going into the second week. So it's like, right. ah, n- no worries there. Um, mine is, uh, and I told you that you were right you, when you, we, we were talking. I had a second power of the pod, but we'll, co- we'll cover off on our fuck you segments and I'll revert back to that um, in a minute. Uh, my first one is StubHub. Now, typically, it's um, not, they're generally pretty good. If you get screwed on StubHub, they usually make it up to you. But with my OCD and my worrying and constant bickering and just stressing out over shit that doesn't even deserve stress, I mean, my ulcers have ulcers, and... Uh, as mentioned, at the Fishman 8, myself are heading to Cleveland tomorrow for opening day on Monday. And on March 20th, I've got the confirmation number and everything, yada, 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 that I purchased the tickets, you know, ass-raped because they were on StubHub. So, you know, you got to pay what you want because I didn't get into the uh, pre-sale. And um, it said on your mobile app, buy on or by April 3rd. Well, 20 minutes before recording, I it's still in the, they're still not on my phone. Today Dope. is what? April Dope. 3rd. Yeah. So I'm not worried about losing the money, and the money's not even really the huge issue. I mean, it's, excuse me, we got a, a been over the table there, and $80 tickets ran us two bills apiece. So, it, you know, $400, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but. To keep the tradition alive, oh, yeah, I want to yeah. go, you know, I mean, we're going to go into Cleveland, but, you know, watching it on a bar ends the t- tradition. Sure. So, um, and I will rescind this fuck you next week. 
if they're, you know, I wake up tomorrow morning, they're in there, or, you know, I call StubHub and say, hey, I, you know, this this seller, you know, Joe Schmo 1234 you know, must have pulled the plug on the sale I made, and, you know, maybe they hook us up and they say, hey, better yet, you know, we want you to be a StubHub customer. Well, we're going to fucking sit you in the dugout and give you the presidential <laughs> treatment. Hell, I'll resend the old fuck you to StubHub. But as of right now, it's April 3rd, and I don't have my tickets on my phone. So StubHub, fuck you. Hey, uh, I don't have another one. I had a pretty, pretty good week. Um uh, a pretty pretty good week? Does that mean That's a that's a that's a double pretty that's week. That's a pretty double pretty week. No, it was a great week. Uh nothing to complain about. I wish I maybe there was something with the airlines I could complain about. Um everything went well. Got home safe. Uh we, we my family tends to be a, a magnet for the crying babies on the plane and I've been in that situation before. Uh, on the other side, so I can't really do. I can't really, I can't really do that. Well, yeah, you can't. It's hard to give a fuck you to somebody who's not developed enough to even know what they're doing. So, <laughs> um, um, I, I like you. You know, the vacation week was great. Don't really have a lot to complain about on that. Um, we did go to Panda House today for our Easter dinner. Thanks, mom. Now, is is my mom offended that I addressed? You dressed in-laws as moms, right? Sure. Okay, yeah. So, so because I, I don't want my mom to get confused thinking, well, I'm almost 80. I don't remember buying <laughs> Easter dinner. So, you, don't worry, Mom. You didn't. I, uh, anyway. Um, so, my, my big fuck you goes to waitresses who are rude until it gets closer to the time the check comes. Because what is what comes when the check comes? Yeah. So, why would the waitress want to step up her game closer to the check? To get a better tip. Boom. So I don't play that. I'd rather have you just be shitty and say, fuck you. I don't want to be here. You guys are a party of 12. You're miserable. I hate you. I hate everybody. I hate my job. I hate my life. But not be that way until, oh, you know, here's, you know, thank you very much. Hope you hope you have a nice season. You, you were know. so great. Nice shirt. I love that shirt. Yeah, Why did exactly. You that? Yeah. yeah. So rude waitresses until the end. Fuck you. Where was that at? Penthouse. Oh, today? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned Panda House. No, when you started talking about that, I was going through the vacation thinking about all the places mm. that we had eaten. If no, that, we didn't. If that had happened. Nope. I didn't. Um, As I, I, I don't know if I've ever told you, Dave, I'm actually a pretty renowned Google reviewer. Oh, okay. So I, I get asked to review shit. I mean, that and a dollar, I think, gives me a USA Today newspaper. But for what it's worth, I am a noted Google reviewer with over 37,000 views. Um, I got the uh, asked to review um, the, uh, the spot. Okay. And I went out, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I said, service was a bit shaky. I said, but in fairness, it was extremely busy. Yeah. And they were friendly enough, and everybody eventually ate. Yeah. And we had our beer tower, so all was right in the world. Going back to... to the, just keep the beer. Yep, keep the beer coming, and I'll live with you know, the Whatever food being, being light. Yeah. Um, before we, we rate, before we rate, that's kind of a tongue twister. Before we rate. Yeah. Before we rate. And we're not even on the third tasting. And I didn't even really pre-pod much. No. I had a rolling rock with uh, my nephew, Jonathan. Okay. Um, better than I remember it. I thought rolling rock was skunk piss, but it was actually better than I remember it. Okay. Oh, and I had one Sapporo at uh, oh, Panda, Panda House. Oh, Panda House, yeah. But um, 
let uh, let me get up before I forget it again. The other power of the pod. Yeah. Remember, uh, episode sixty-seven or sixty-six when my big fuck you went to Sirius XM Radio. Yep. Because nope, that's the best we can do. Yada yada yada. Well, <laughs> lo and behold, I got an email. Well, it was while we were on vacation. I want to yeah. say it was Wednesday. Yeah, I remember you showing. Yep. Um, five dollars a month for a full year. <laughs> So that's sixty dollars. But wait, you know, I'm thinking to myself. Wait a second. I thought one forty nine was the best you could do, and that's for the all access. Right. And it's like, you might say, well, you jumped all over it, right, Mike? Yeah, actually, I haven't yet. Fuck them. They're gonna, I'm going to make them beg a little bit. There you go. I don't know if I'll get them any lower. There you go. Make them beg. I don't know if I'll get them any lower than five dollars a month. But, uh, I don't think so. But you know, but see, that's why. But see, I used to be the sucker. Yeah, just auto renew it. Four hundred and fifty dollars a year. That ain't bad. Just auto renew it. But so right. So I used to be that guy. So you know somebody from X Series XM heard the fuck you said and said, "Uh oh, we're pissing Mike yeah. off." And then he sent it out. Yeah. All right. So we ready to rate? Yes, we are. Drinkable. Actually, a nice. I think this is lawnmower grass cutting ability because there, there's not the the bite a right. normal I, ipa would have but it has the, that fruity ipa flavor mm-hmm. this is this is pretty close to exactly how they describe it on the can is it i and you know they they advertise a, a smooth finish great ipa taste nice and fruity with a smooth finish and it's uh packing punches of orange mango and pineapple the mango is what i taste the most i would agree Yep. Um, so we go on a five star scale. Um, nobody's hit the five star and usually something in the twos is something we don't really like. So nothing great, nothing offensive. I could sit and drink these as I cut the grass. I'm going to give it a 3.00. Oh, wow. See that, that's a bit lower than I thought you would give it. Um, drinkability, like you said, I would imagine being Sam Adams, uh, going with the, uh, the Mike Klein variable of price. I would imagine it's reasonable, especially if you're getting a, does this even come in a 12? I haven't seen it in a 12. Liz got these at one of the places that was near one of her, uh, Gotcha. Nursing homes, and she okay. got a couple of this, that, and that. I want to. I thought the price tag I pulled off was two ninety nine a can. This is something though with the smooth finish. I could before I knew it. I could, you know, if if, if you know you started early enough, like like we did tonight with the pod, the sun's still out. You know, before I knew it, I could finish four to six of these. Uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm gonna go three point seven five. All right, now I'm feeling guilty, but I'm going to stick with my rating just because yeah, I, no, I, didn't, I didn't think I didn't think it it didn't it didn't for a six point eight it didn't really pack a six point eight wallop right and be, of the three flavors orange mango and pineapple mango is probably my least favorite right that's probably why I picked it out most but at six point eight you know three or four of these. By the oh, fourth yeah. or fifth oh, one, for sure. Like, this is the greatest yeah. beer I've ever had. It, it, it was it's very smooth. I'm not, and that's why I said right. I don't think a three point zero zero tells people, oh, don't don't drink it. It is right. You know, 
Um, what did our friends at Untapped have? Ooh, good question. Oh, 11,000 check-ins, so that's on the high end of the beers we select. And you are damn near spot on with uh, Untapped, Dave. It, Untapped comes in at a 3.74. That might be the closest I've ever been to an Untapped rating. All right, Dave. Second tasting. Placed it here by design. And you'll know why in a second here. But simply known as Chet. Um... From American Solera, a micro brewery. I fucked that word up every single time, like a buoy. Why did that word? And, and no, I'm not even drunk. Like I told said earlier, I haven't even, didn't even pre-pod like I normally do. Micro brewery in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and the can is real cool. It's pink. It, it kind of matches my shirt oh, yeah. that I'm wearing right yeah. now. And it's basically like of a baseball card, and it's got a guy on there. Uh, with a hat and an upside-down V, but I'm assuming you just can't see the bar for A, and it's A-S for American Solera, so that's who he's playing for. In the upper left, it signifies he's a pitcher, although the pitcher of him is holding a bat. But, hey, pitcher's bat in the National League. Yep. And then his nickname is Rocket. Um, So the can was the first reason I picked it up. And the second reason I picked it up is it's an imperial stout brewed with chocolate. All right. NA, uh, the IBUs, uh, infamous NA, and it comes in at a uh, knee-buckling 13%. Oh, Jesus, Mike. <laughs> um, and that's why I placed it second, because we started with a light IPA first, and then we have a heavier IPA third. So I figured, well, yeah. a nice Imperial Stout will separate the two IPAs. So an Imperial Stout, stout made with, uh, brewed with chocolate. I'm going to be guessing, looks like we're going to be pouring motor oil. Yeah. So. More than likely. Here we go. Why don't we get this 16-ounce pint can cracked and poured. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Black gold. It Texas is tea. literally black as night. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Might have to run upstairs of the North Studio here and get a knife. A hint of chocolate smell. Oh, I got it pretty full. Cheers. Cheers. That's a light tap, so I didn't spill all over your... Now, see, I like that in an Imperial Stout where you don't get that nasty burnt taste. Right. Some people like the burnt taste. I don't like the burnt taste. No, um... And then the chocolate actually is the after effect. It almost. is. Yeah. It I makes mean, it really smooth. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first chocolate Imperial Stout that I've actually, like, on the first taste anyway, I've actually enjoyed the chocolate. Yes. Um, this could be one of those, well, at 13%, obviously, you're not going to drink too many of them anyway, but even. Well, because you're not going to be conscious after right. the fourth one. But like I say, after this first one, I mean, it, this almost might be like we just had a steak dinner because I imagine this is going to be a, a heavy drink at you know right. the full pint, yeah, with thirteen percent alcohol and as thick as it is. All right, so I have a couple of uh, what do you think, Dave's? One of which is, 
I don't know if it was a what do you think day before, but I know we have touched on it. But now, in fact, I'm almost certain it was in the what do you think, Dave, but it has since doubled since we've talked about it last. Okay. Um, and again, disclaimer, I'm not making fun of sexual harassment, not condoning it, merely talking about a story that's actually real. And I want your opinion. I'm not making a joke out of it. Right. Okay. Although I'm going to laugh at some parts of it because just it, it's that weird. And again, not justifying it, not explaining it, not condoning it. So don't get all you know pissy that I'm a male chauvinistic pig, which sometimes I probably am, but not in this particular instance. Um, Deshaun Watson is now being investigated by the Houston police because now it's up to an eye-popping 22 wow. charges of sexual harassment or sexual assault. So I guess his go-to move is the masseuse leaves the room and D-Dub is on the table merely with a little bit of washcloth. Okay. You know, you know. Right. And if, uh, you know, stereotypes are true, I mean, that washcloth probably isn't covering much. That would have to probably be like a, like a hand towel, a kitchen <laughs> hand towel or something. But, uh, so, I mean, that, I, 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 in the, I guess the part that I don't get is, and I still think, the conspiracy theorist in me. How can I say conspiracy theorist so fluently, but yet <laughs> can't I can't say brewery? brewery. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. It's um, a mystery. Uh, okay. One girl happens to. And again, I'm not condoning it. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I haven't. They don't give enough details in the ESPN. I mean, I don't read the court documents or anything. Right. I just see some stuff on Twitter and stuff on ESPN.com. And they don't get into the graphic details. To my not, I don't think he's like, I don't think he's raped anybody and, you know, had a bent over the table and, you know. Right. You sure. Know, like, like egregiously, yeah. Right. I and, and so I just, okay, maybe the first girl, oblivious to football, doesn't, you know, and, well, geez. Uh, I walked back in there and, you know, he was a three-legged man. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. You know, and then a second one. But now all of a sudden, 22... I mean, how many fucking masseuses... I mean, does he just go to a different one every Are they time? all masseuses, though? I'm... Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know for an absolute certainty. I haven't read an article. As a matter of fact, you know, going through the ESPN stuff, I didn't even see that this had... This is this had become, like, a blown-up thing again. So I, I don't... And that's so why this I'm, is news to me, what you're telling now, cause me. Now, because now, with his demands on Houston, because, you know, they're not willing to listen to... No, that was Wilson that said the team didn't listen to him, but... The hiring procedures, right? You know the lack of minorities, this, that, and the other thing. You know he's demanding trade, doesn't want to play. You know JJ Watt did the same thing, but JJ Watt was a little. You know he's on the back nine of his football career, so Houston right. kind of let him go a little. You know, e- a little easier than they could D Dub. Mm-hmm. So, but now what team is going to want that? I mean, you got twenty two charges of sexual assault. I'm not right. saying he'll never play because if you can play, the NFL is the league that'll say, well. Because Ray Rice couldn't play anymore, and the NFL was like, well, he dragged his girlfriend or, or fiance or wife, whatever she was, out of the elevator by her hair. Is he any good anymore? No, not really. Okay, to hell with him. He's not playing anymore. <laughs> right. But D-Dub can still play. So somebody will take him. Right. But not, you know, as readily as before. Sure. So sure. I'm saying the Houston ownership is just shelling out money for these girls to come forward. Because how do you get away? Because at one point... 
on masseuse number three. So that's your that's your conspiracy theory is that yeah yeah the, the, because at one point girl number three is going to go to her boss and say do you know that guy oh yeah that's Deshaun Watson he's quarterback of the Houston Texans he's one of our best customers well he just asked me to uh, finish him off I don't even know what that means <laughs> and I don't see happy ending on our our our, our uh, yeah. offer sheet what did he wants a happy ending what is that. And at number three, it's going to be nipped in the bud by a manager. Right. Uh, one would think, anyway, yeah. So, it, <laughs> I don't know. What do I think? Do you, do you think he's just... Because up, up yeah, until 20, then... 22 uh, seems like... That's a head-scratcher. That's where you got to... I mean, I, I would agree with you from that standpoint, just hearing this right now. Um, wow. 22 people. Like, I would, again, you'd have to... I'm hearing this for the first time. You'd have to see like the court documents and you know, each one of these 22 cases, how far back does it go? Is this 22 people coming forward in the last month? You know, I don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry at the Fishman eight. He doesn't like when we don't have all our ducks in a row and our eyes <laughs> dotted and our T's crossed. But um, as I told him, a lot of stuff we talk about is just like, right spur of the moment stuff and we don't want to bore our uh, listeners with dead air while we look up facts and figures i think they're all relevant i mean i don't think all 22 are in the last 10 days right i'm, I, I'm well, thinking yeah, okay. it's probably like from middle of the last season till now okay in that time frame so i guess the what do you think dave would you say more conspiracy theory that the houston team is trying to block a trade or him going elsewhere by destroying his credibility or is it just that he put on one hell of a facade for his first three or four because he's actually in addition to being a, an electrifying quarterback he's actually been a model stand-up right. citizen in the houston community and doing this that and the other thing the latter is probably more plausible because would the houston organization risk being found out, you know, doing something like that because that would be holy. I mean, if if, if they were paying people to come forward, well, and, and somebody found that out, I would think the Houston organization would be done. That's like, yeah. do you know that, how? Well, yeah, but I mean, Deshaun if, Watson could be could own the Houston organization. Well, if it, that's but the if case. he's if he's cry if he's if Deshaun Watson is correct and all the um the racial improprieties by that ownership team are true. They probably lost the team anyway. Yeah. You know, right. just like what happened with that Clippers owner. I mean, he had made the one comment, you know, he was an older guy and, and his wife was obviously with him for his money. Cause she was like 140 years younger than he was. <laughs> and, um, you know, he made a comment and, the NBA basically said, we're not tolerating that. you got to sell. And, yeah. You know, he sold the team for a gazillion dollars to add up to his five gazillion <laughs> fortune he already had. So, Right. Yeah, I don't – it's pure speculation on this point. Uh, what did I think if I had to fall off the fence? Uh, I would say, yeah, I guess I would go with the Houston organization, the conspiracy theory. I wouldn't bet a lot of money on it because I, I would – yeah. But I, I, if I had to fall off the fence and, and, and bet one way, yeah. I, yeah, and 
I, you know, I agree with you. My conspiracy theory is a bit of a stretch, but it just doesn't make any sense how all of a sudden, I mean, like, what does this guy do? Just go wait, you know, go in and to massage her. Hey, rub my shoulders, baby. All right, that's enough here. What do you, you want some of this? <laughs> start, you know, just start, you know, you jump rope in this dick. I mean, like, come on. I mean, at some point, when do you got to say, well, that move isn't working quite as well as I'd hoped. <laughs> you know, so, you know. Right. But, uh, all right. The second, uh, another uh, star star battle going on that I find kind of funny is justified or not, or what would Dave's penalty have been? Kevin Durant versus Michael Rapoport. The NBA ultimately fined Kevin Durant $50,000. Basically, this is what it was. Um, and some of the language that I'm about to say is colorful. I actually enjoy it, and I'm going to give you my take on it, and um, we'll go from there. But these are ex- excerpts that Michael Rapoport had screenshotted and then posted on Twitter for all to see of direct direct messages via Twitter from K- KD, Kevin Durant, to Michael Rapoport. Michael Rapoport ripped Kevin Durant for answering a question with basically yes or no. Okay. He was asked, and then, so Kevin Durant, I am him and says, you a bitch. And then Rappaport on December 23rd, 8.20 a.m. responds, just do the fucking interview, and you're and if you're upset about something they've said, say something, say something in caps. Up there looking like you, you were going to cry and shit. Duran responds, um, I did the interview, you dickhead. Tell your baby daddy Chuck, who I think is Michael Rappaport's bodyguard, tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options. Okay, Chuck is Charles Barkley. So Charles oh. Barkley must ask a question. So apparently Kevin Durant is insinuating that Charles <laughs> Barkley has given birth to Michael Rappaport. Okay, so there we go. Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumbass question. Yes or no? Let me see. Let me get this in order. All right, so go help the kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Stop being a fucking puzz. P-U-Z-Z. Puzz or puss. But that was from Michael Rappaport. Okay. Uh, Durant responds, you a bitch for even caring how I do an interview. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass, so now you want to use everybody else to get it views and laughs your life is a joke you fucking pale cocksucker go get some sun it's fucking with your brain piece of shit go to brownsville and help the people that need it you goofball you go down and you do it good for you but nobody gives a fuck suck a dick can't wait to tell you all this in person and then kevin Durant really got pissed and said i heard it before you cunt chuck doesn't need you as a security you pale pasty cum guzzling bitch oh my god (laughs) i swear i'm gonna spit in your face when i see your dirty ass bet your life on it meet me on west 17th tomorrow at 10 or better yet what's your address 10 a.m at catch steak on the corner meet me there pussy and then this uh, is all on twitter direct messages oh direct messages okay all right so and then now the final, because now Rappaport isn't even responding to these, with one, two, three, four, five 
crying face, laughing emojis. You called your lawyer like the pussy you are. <laughs> I give that tweet myself a lot. You couldn't talk Portnoy. You couldn't take Portnoy talking shit because Dave Portnoy got on Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport, all he does is fucking run his mouth. Defamation of character, question mark, question mark, question mark, with more, six more cry laughing emoji. Pussy ass, want a lawyer up. Your wife mad as fuck because you wasting your little bit of money on a lawyer because you can't take a joke. <laughs> How pussy are you? Your wife doesn't even respect your bitch ass. <laughs> so, now, the NBA simply fined him $50,000 sure. and moved on. Right. So... Too that, much. That's a too slap much. on the slap on the hand. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But whose side are you on on that? Kevin Durant's. I am too because like Michael <laughs> Michael Rappaport publicly, and I don't even you, the listeners know my feeling on the NBA. Yeah, and that's the first time I heard that, and that was a no brainer for me. That's just that's just and and we so we can't even argue on this because we agree no. because and I don't mind Michael Rappaport was in the Netflix Netflix series that Liz and I watched it had two seasons. Um, he was married to a lady that had an autistic kid that she cheated on. It was actually a good series. Um, but he does he does throw people under the bus in the sports world. You know, almost like a, a Howard Stern shock jock mentality. Sure. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, now these were direct messages. Now, honestly, do you think Kevin Durant is going to waste the $300 million by going to kick his ass? Yeah, no. And he did it on direct messages. So now you're going to post it like, oh, fuck, look at Kevin Durant. I'm going to get my lawyer. And it's like, come on, dude. And he didn't even really say anything. Um, and yeah. that's in, uh, at the fish man. And I got to talk because the fish man wants a suspension or whatever because he calls it anti-gay. I didn't hear anything anti-gay any other than he called him a cum guzzler. But that, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't right. mean he's gay. And it was those no. are direct messages. Right. That would be like, you know, you call me out, and then I drag yeah. a message you, like, hey, fuck it, Dave, you got a fucking problem how I do the pod? Fucking, why don't you just say something? You don't fucking, you know, yeah. go to the news. Right. And then all of a sudden, you, like, pull screenshot. Oh, look at what Mike did. Because I think that makes Michael Rappaport look like a pussy, just like Kevin Durant said. Right. Agreed. So, yeah. Hey, listeners, let us know whose side are you on. Michael Rappaport, you know, that, <laughs> what, did he, what was it, pasty face? <laughs> so, but, uh. But anytime you can throw cum guzzler into the mix, it's a quality. That's a quality tax. <laughs> so you're saying kudos to KD. Yes, kudos <laughs> to KD. And I, hopefully, I didn't butcher it too bad. I assume Chuck is Charles Barkley. Yeah, I, I from that I would too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have a mic. What do you think? All right, what is it? All right, so on the vacation, we're on the shuttle bus from the Houston airport. Um, or from the rental car uh, okay. center to our terminal, right? So Starting the vacation or ending the vacation? Ending the vacation. Okay. So this is always a question that a lot of people think about. But uh, there was an elderly couple across from us on the shuttle bus. Now, the, the driver of the shuttle bus, uh, he's busting his ass. I mean, he's getting people's luggage. He's ru- like literally running from his seat. You know, out to get people's luggage, helping them in, especially the big bags. But this elderly couple, obviously, either well into their, well, well into their 70s, but I would bet into their 80s. Uh, it looked like um, his wife 
looked like she's been struggling maybe with cancer or something. She had one of those bonnets on or one of those little hat scarf things around her head. Like maybe she didn't have any hair. Uh, she did not look well. But anyway, the whole point was uh, he helped them with their bags, uh, put them in there. And he went to, I saw him get his wallet out, fat wallet, fat. And he goes leafing through there and finds a dollar and pulls it out. And I'm like, you stingy mother... And so then, I, you know, here's my question okay. to you. Yep. Do you say something or what do you... All right. If I... Okay. I, I, I kind of gave it away what nope. I, how I well, feel. Well, what I'm going to feel is I'm going to say if he's that old, probably still doesn't have the thought process or maybe he's losing the thought process of, you know, because 50 years ago... You know, a dollar would have meant something. So I wouldn't say anything to the old guy because technically he didn't even have to give him anything. True. So what I would have done is I typically give, if I have singles, yeah. I'll give like four singles. If I have two bags, yep. I figured four singles is enough. I would have said, I would have probably went to a 10 okay, for my two bags and say, yep. You know. All right. That's a good answer. So now I, no, so Fishman will be proud of me on this one because I actually looked this up. So what I did instead of saying something is I went into my wallet. Well, actually, I went into my wallet and I had a dollar left. <laughs> so I went to my wife. I go, You got any cash? She's like, Oh, no, I don't have any cash. And so then I started heading for the kids because figuring maybe they still had cash left that we gave them or cash of their own, whatever. And she turned, Oh, no, 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 I found stuff. So I ran back. She had $4 in the bottom of her bag. So I'm like, perfect. So then, you know, I so I started purposefully leafing through $5 and pulling it out in kind of in front of him, showing him, hey, you know, we're not back in the 1940s, dude. This guy is busting right. his ass. You know, it, it's probably more than a dollar, especially since you're, you're obviously in a situation where you, <laughs> you can't, it's hard for you to even look at the bags, <laughs> let alone pick them up. <laughs> So, um, you know, so that's, that's what I did. But when I looked it up, it actually, you know, for a shuttle driver from uh, a rental car or around the airport, uh, they said like you, $2 a bag is generally typical. So, you know, if you would have went for 10, he probably would have given you a hand job on top of it. I'm not sure. And that's what I was hoping for. Um, <laughs> now did, did, uh, I bet you the old guy didn't even notice you yeah at that point i wasn't gonna like stare him down while i'm leaping through the <laughs> are you watching me dude i'm getting out more than a dollar but uh but yeah that's basically what you said is what i thought too but um and then what about uh the other question we had during the trip uh we went on a a chartered uh fishing trip yep uh, and so the listeners, it, it wasn't a deep sea one. Like a lot of people envision those big boats with like 20 to 40 people on them. We actually got a, a, a captain that had a small, maybe 22 foot, um, center console. Captain Justin. Captain Justin. Um, so, and then the question was, uh, that Josh had is, you know, like kind of, what do we tip them? Do you know what I mean? So I'm just curious, what do you think on that kind of a trip? Based on how hard or on how uh, not hard he worked, um, 
that is, I can't answer that honestly simply because I didn't, Josh, Josh booked it all and everything. I didn't see what the package entailed, yada, yada, yada. I would have went personality-wise. I mean, he was nice enough. I think a tip is more, you know, because they didn't take the six of us out for free. Yeah, no. Right. I mean, we paid for that, and I would assume, just like, you know, you tip your delivery your delivery pizza guy. Sure. Or gal. But um, uh, the tip is all, is all, they're also getting paid a sure. tip in the total that you're given. Sometimes, yep. You know, so... Anything on top of that is on top of that. So, um, I think based on how he did, I think we tipped accordingly. How do you know how much we did? I think it was sixty dollars. Josh is yeah. a listener to this; he can correct us when he gets. Well, it, it's sixty-eight, so we'll probably hear about it in episode seventy or so because he generally runs sure one or two behind, and then when he travels, speed balls through and catches up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we paid. I want to say it was 600, mm-hmm. you know, 200 each. Yep. And then I think we gave 60. So, sure. You know, we tipped 10%, which, yeah. and you know, some of that $600 goes to Justin. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we each gave 10%. Right. And, I would imagine, though, uh, because he said his boss, he mentioned his boss a couple times. So, I'm, I'm guessing Justin's got to pay for the gas to get out there, get out there and back. Um, and he did fill up when we were on the boat, but depending on, you, you know, the, how many, uh, lines get broken, uh, the hooks, the weights, the, you know, we went through all of the bait that, and that and bait that we actually caught that he ended up, uh, using for additional bait, uh, that, and depending on if the, if the captain slash the guide, you know, how hard they're running around and, you know, getting right. stuff. You know, well, he busted his ass. That's why I say I yeah. think the sixty. The sixty was good. I think it was. I think it. And was And I'll tell you right now, what if what if Justin listens to this pod, he'll know next time. If Holy I got, shit! Why didn't we give him a card? I didn't. Oh think. my god! What were we? Because he does. He says he doesn't like sports. All he does is like to work and chase money. So I said, uh, fucking. That's right. But, but uh, he did cut. A, he did fillet the. He yeah. did create the. He did uh, clean the fish. And, right. So yeah, and that was perfect. The fish that was. Uh, and, yeah. and he actually did that before he got the tip. So he didn't even yeah. know he was getting a tip. But uh, right. and little did he know if he would have just kept feeding me beer because I generally tip because <laughs> on the dinner at uh, um, uh, Fisherman's Wharf or whatever. Uh, oh, I, I yeah, wasn't there for that. Whatever one. that place was called, yeah. EJ got himself seventy five bucks. So, I wow. mean, he must keep he my must fucking beer coming. Beer. He must have kept your beer coming. Holy cow. Yeah. So, uh, that's all I had. I had, a, I had a tip question for you. Yeah. And again, you know, tip is an acronym to ensure proper service. Yep. Thanks for reminding me. Ensure is with an I, right? It's not. Yeah. 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 I'm right. telling you what, with. We're almost done with this thirteen percenter in this uh, in this short amount of time, so that's a good excuse for remembering how insured is spelled. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we should rate this while we can still talk. <laughs> I think so, uh, my turn. Yep. Um, this is fantastic. This is really. This is actually. Ah, man, 
I don't want to, I, you know, I just said, you know, starting to get a little, <sighs> wow. This is fantastic. This is good stuff. I don't know. I hate to call I wanted to call it special, but <laughs> I don't know if I yep. can actually call it special. Oh, um, no, wait a second. Oh, what? I'll save that for segment three. Okay. Because uh, that, that, that would have delayed the ratings another 12 minutes, so. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm just going to not beat around the bush anymore. I'm going to go 4.1. Yowza. Mm-hmm. Um, like, again, beating a dead horse. You know, first rating, I rated three. I'm an IPA guy, but I, like you, I like this better. I mean, there was just a lot more flavor. Oh, there's a lot and, to it. And usually, you know, like... And obviously, there's no whiskey taste to it because it's not bourbon barrel. It's just a stout with chocolate. Right. At but like thirteen point yeah, thirteen percent. And at thirteen percent, you know, a bourbon barrel, you would have I would have that. Ugh, like we're doing shots of whiskey, which I don't like, but just being a imperial stout brewed with chocolate, right? At, even at thirteen percent, I can tell I'm getting fucked up. But like you said, it's delicious. Definitely. Come on, Mike. This is we can't keep. We got to keep this podcast under two hours. What are you going to rate it? <laughs> um, four oh four. Four oh four. All right. So the untapped. The crowd. untapped rating. All right. Look at that. Untapped fell just about a hundredth of a point higher than smack dab in the middle of us wow. with 923 check-ins. So not many have tasted good old Chet. Um, untapped is 4.08. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're right there. All right. Before we get to the third tasting, the Michael Rapoport series that we watched on Netflix uh, is atypical. So anyway, <laughs> thanks, Liz. Um, she looked that up for me. That's the Michael Rap. So... I'm not totally anti-Michael Rappaport because that is a good series. Anyway, third and final tasting on The Price is Right. And I'll let Dave give you a little uh, cover story on the can cover after I introduce it. And there is a dilemma that Dave and I will investigate. I'm going to send something on Instagram. But it's called Key Bump from Hoof Hearted Brewing Company. which Nailed it. Thank you. Which, if you look on, on tap, is a micro brewery in Marengo, Ohio. But yet, right on the back of the can, it says brewed and canned hoof-hearted brewing on North Haven, Connecticut, distributed by 12%. Um, and everything I Google and everything, it says it's in Marengo, Ohio. So we got to figure out what the deal is on the can. So I'll let the listeners know in the ever popular famous episode of flights football and anything else number 69 <laughs> um anyway key bump is a triple dry hopped triple triple india pale ale comes in at not quite the knee buckling 13 percent that chet did but a nice robust 10.5 percent and again the infamous na for ibus and this is supposed to be served at 46 degrees Fahrenheit. I, is that the first can we've had that's actually yes. had a temperature rating on it? Um, some of the uh, this bourbon barrel stuff will have Did. it on there. Yeah, okay. Um, 
I brought it out of the monster ice bag and it's been out a few minutes while you were researching who's on the front of the can. So I'm guessing we're close to 46 degrees Fahrenheit, but uh, yeah, we got to be close. All right, let's crack it, taste it, and then you can give the uh, backdrop to the can. Got that perfect IPA haze. Mm-hmm. Nice aroma to start. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Packs a little bit more yeah. of a punch like you. Yes. Okay, so I, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm looking at the can and I'm thinking, all right, there's a skier in a long black trench coat with a tall top hat. Is that, is that is that an accurate description? Yes, a black top hat. Yep. Yep, black top hat with a little bit of a um, little bit of fuzz, like a scruffy beard. Scruffy beard. Um, and now there's some other stuff on the can that I'll describe in a minute, but it says extra, extra, extra powder. X X X draw powder, and I'm thinking, man, that looks familiar. And I start googling something, and it dawns on me. Better off dead. This on the can, for some reason, is Curtis Armstrong and his character, Charles DeMar, in Better Off Dead. Because yep. he skis with the, you know, the tall black top hat and the long black trench coat. And so I'm not sure. I guess the people at Hoof Hearted Brewing, uh, <clears throat> Brewing, I, they must like the movie Better Off Dead or something. Or somehow... Right. I, I would be very interested to see what the connection is between this and uh, Curtis Armstrong. And it, maybe it wouldn't, I'd try to find out the location and, or the mishap on the can via Instagram. I'll ask that. Maybe they'll tell me to shh, shh, and they'll promote our pod because maybe they didn't get Curtis Armstrong permission to put it on the can. But if I were <laughs> wearing a cap like you right now, Dave, yeah. I would tip it to you because... I've seen Better Off Dead, but I I don't know if I, in a hundred years, I would have, I could stare at that can and you would have said, what movie is that? And I could have stared at it for a hundred years. So I years. could have stumped you for once. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I would have stared at that can for a hundred years. Because like I told you, when you found out, I remember, the only thing I remember of Better Off Dead is when Cusack falls asleep at the, the fry cook, yeah. or as a fry cook. And he starts dreaming the French fries turn into Van Halen and start playing. I, I believe it's Eruption, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or you really got me? Or you really? Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> Eruption is the guitar yeah. is the solo right before that. But um, yeah. So in, in, in any event, it, it, for our listeners, if you don't know who Char- Curtis Armstrong is, uh, he was um, Tom. Uh, my God, in risky business. Oh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's buddy that was Tom helping Cruise's him. Tom uh, Cruise's buddy in pimp in... out to replace the Fabergé egg that they broke. <laughs> uh, and then what was? Did you the get other... in? <laughs> Looks like the University of Illinois. <laughs> so what was the other one after that that he was in? Um, there was risky business, better off dead, 
Oh, there was another. Oh, our Revenge of the Nerds series. All right. Yeah. Yep. I so, did. I hated that fucking movie. I didn't watch. I loved Risky Business, though. So. But then when we looked him up on IMBD, this guy works as much as Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, he I probably mean, more because he doesn't get paid as much. So well, Sam, no, but Sam I mean, he's doing a lot of voiceovers. He's yep. doing a lot of stuff. But I mean, it just I kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling to try to get to the '80s. Uh, but any in any event, um, so far so good. I mean, good beer. Uh, and, I thought, I, and I'm so dumb. I thought the, I thought it was Clint Howard, and I thought he was the taxi driver in the movie Scrooge, but neither was correct. <laughs> but you so, looked it up, fact checked yourself. Yeah. So that, that that won't be on Corrections Corner because I just proved myself an idiot before I spoke. <laughs> um, what do we got? But uh, you know, yeah. So risky business. If I'm not mistaken, the recruiter. Because he was trying to get into Harvard, right? I think so, yeah. There was an it's Ivy been League, a long time. Ivy League school, it. and I believe that was, I don't know what is the actor's name in real life, but I'm almost positive it was David Kincaid, who wasn't that Anne Romano's boyfriend in Three's Company? No, oh, not Three's David Company, Kin- not Three's Company, what? not Three's Company. Um, uh, Schneider was the, the, um, the uh, Valerie Bertinelli. Uh, oh, they lived in the apartment. Yeah, the, oh, the seventies. It came on just before, yeah. just after the Jefferson. Not Three's Company, but it was. Uh, oh my God! Oh, you are. Oh, get oh, there was a lot of you pounded gonna, when I was oh, watching that, brother. God. With Val- you are going to get some phone calls. I, I was with one. all three of them <laughs> in my, oh my in, in my dreams. Come on, Mike. Oh yeah, Valley. Yeah, well, one one day at a time. No, one one day at a time. Maybe. Yeah, I think. Well, let's go with one day at a time until my head clears. But uh, sure. And sure. anyway, that was Ann Romano's boyfriend in the movie. I, his name was David Kincaid. Yeah, I've got IMBD oh, up. Oh, I think we'll have to go further down because he's uh, I don't think he just had that one little scene. We we're better off going to uh, one day at a time. Okay. Um. But anyway, he's interviewing Tom Cruise to get into Harvard. Yeah. And it's not going well. And, you know, one of the ladies of the night comes in and says, I need this room. And, you know, Tom Cruise comes out and he says, did you get in? And he didn't think, you know, the interview went as well as he was hoping because he got a lot of disruptions he couldn't answer. And he puts his black sunglasses on and says, looks like the University of Illinois. <laughs> so, anyway, you got to yeah. watch Risky Business if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, we were over my mother-in-law's house today after Easter dinner, which was a day early. And it was brought to my attention that, yeah, uh, apparently in cards, kings and queens will be of equal value and sexless because it's offensive to some. That kings are male and queens are female, and there's dominance in the two suits. So that throws really every fucking card game out of whack if this goes through. Wow. So I did. No, nope, I, I, I don't first think. I, I don't that. think there's any way they can enforce that. I mean, because if we're playing a game of poker, I, you know, I call. You know, jacks are better to open, trips are better to win. My trip kings are beating your trip queens. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But I mean, if this is what the world is becoming, and sadly, and it, it, if you're offended by what we rank cards, 
what you need to do is I use this in a text to Larry by Grandpa Blackhawk earlier today. If you're to the point in your life where how we're describing and ranking cards right. is an issue for you, I think your next step should be to play a game of, hey, <laughs> kick the stool out from underneath my feet so I can hang around. Because... Seriously, you're really going to push it. Oh, I'm pretty offensive that the king, which is a male, is going to automatically beat the queen, which is a female. If that is an issue for you, you really should just kind of like close it out because there's just there's just too many other things that could worry a person, such as are my stub up tickets coming in? I don't give a fuck what you rank your cards to, but am I going to get fucked out of $400 and have to pay 400 more to get into the fucking opening day on April 5th? Because I don't have my stub up ticket. Now that is an important issue. And if you want to take a stand on that, we'll take a stand on that. Not whether a king or queen is asexual. We're going to have to start referring to them as they. I trump thee with they. Well, and if you watch, if you really follow history, you know, you know who was the ruling gender in that situation anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> yep, but we're, we've come down to where everything it is. It, it's like, it's, I mean, it falls back to the whole happy wife, happy life kind of a thing. Do you know what I mean? And so, yes, back in the day, the king stood, uh, what's the word I want to use, Mike? Uh, stood prominent over yeah, he was a, the land yeah. or whatever, and the queen was subservient. But we know behind closed doors what the hell was what the, what the reality was. Um, right now this is, okay. I'm gonna do like a, um, it's not really a 180 on you. It's gonna be about a 160 on you. Okay. I saw a tweet it, it, just by Joe Random. Am, am I a bad person? Because I laughed at this tweet. Most that, of the time. God dang it. You're right at the Fishman 8. I'm gonna number one, I'm gonna make you listen to this on the way to Cleveland so we so we can get we can all, we can approach double digit and listens. And number two, you you are right. Planning would actually help because this is a perfect we're gonna we're gonna before we get to the random question, which is sent to us by a listener, we're gonna circle back to Segment two with a, another what do you think, Dave? Now, am I a bad person and when I will I go to hell because I laughed at a tweet? I've already said you're going to hell, Mike. All right, well, so this will, does this solidify it or doesn't this make, okay, because do you know the traditional, I, I'm, almost, I'm almost worried to say it out loud because then that'll almost be like double jeopardy. Because actually, other than chat, I was going to get Satan's, Lavu or something like that. It was an imperial stout chocolate, and it was eleven percent alcohol. But I'm thinking, can you really get Satan's Lavu the day before Easter? That's just almost yeah, bad mojo. Right. That's why I went with check. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So now, but I did laugh at a tweet earlier today, and you know the standard picture like years ago, you'd go in your grandma's house and there'd be a picture of Jesus, and it was just like. The long hair and it was almost like it was almost like a high school stoic. Yeah, it was, but it was almost like something you'd see in a yearbook. Okay, you know that picture, right? Sure. I mean, where he because yeah, he looks yeah, the yeah. same in all, every picture, right? Um, and it's like 
somebody tweeted a picture of it, and I can't remember what the original comment was, but then somebody replied to that picture, and, he's, and it said, almost bought that dude's rookie card, but it had a <laughs> hole in it. <laughs> did you did Talking you, about Jesus. Right. <laughs> it almost bought that dude's rookie card, but it had a hole in it. <laughs> that's horrible. Well, you're laughing too, so I guess I'll have a friend in hell then, apparently. That's, but anyway, so is it wrong to laugh at something like that? I mean, it's tasteless. And it actually, you know, I'm Catholic, you know, uh, only ate meat one time on Friday, and I got till tomorrow to go to make it without drinking any pop or buying any Tim Hortons uh, large black iced coffee. You've done better than I have, my friend. But. Is it wrong to laugh at something like this? What do you think, Dave? Because it was funny. It was like, I almost bought that dude's rookie card, but it had a I know, hole in it. I know there's... <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I know there's at least at least one person of the cloth listening to the pod, and I have got to imagine, like, there would be at least a little chuckle, and then it'd be like, yeah, you can't laugh at that. But, you know, maybe you can. I don't know. Right. And like, and like <laughs> I say, it wasn't me who put it out there to laugh. I just happened to read right. it. Struck me and we know, that, we know God has a sense of humor. Exactly. We know that for sure. All right. Because so, every time you make plans, God laughs at you. Right? Yes. That is a saying. Is it? Never heard it. You never heard no. of that one? Oh, yeah. Every time you make plans... God laughs. Well, and I'm not talking about plans for lunch either. Right. Yeah. Who's a by Walt Whitman? Who's he play for? Sort of the cosmic all star. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> now wait. Before we again, before before we before the third before we get to the random question. Right. Did I? I may have made a complete horse's ass out of myself, and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Sure. But today's Saturday. It wasn't Friday. I think it was Wednesday night where we were up doing the, and Jamie made the, the jungle juice. Yep. And we were drinking it. We had the Spotify going. Did I or did I not? We had the Spotify going. Spotify radio. And on the music, all the music going. Oh, oh Okay. Sure, sure. At night, and yeah. you remember Jamie stood on the counter and poured beer. Yep. Some yep. that my mouth most got all over the other place. Right. And um, you mean did the, I you or... mean the thirty seconds that I was completely terrified we were going to have to call MMR? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did I or did I not completely smash cover of the Rolling Stone by Doctor Hook out of the fucking park? Yes. I don't as drunk as I was. I. I may have had one hiccup yeah. in words, no. but otherwise, from start to finish, I fucking crushed that song. I well, would, we're I big would say, rock singers. We got golden fingers from start to finish, bro. No, I, I would agree right. because I was not in that level of, I was comfortably buzzed probably, but not even, maybe not even that far. So, yeah, I was yes. smashed. No, I know you were. <laughs> I know you were. I was trying to keep everybody safe. And let, and let a couple of the nastiest <laughs> fucking fights you have oh ever. Oh my god, you cleared the room twice. Oh, oh, they were just. Oh my god. And typically, I don't take credit, but that Jen, the one that did know some of the words, 
to the cover of the Rolling Stones. She was the only other one. I don't know her well enough to state claim because normally I do. St- yeah, that was me. Sorry, but I don't know that Jen. Right. Like, but yeah, I, I mean, because I, 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 I did it, and I kind of like circled around the, the the big table like woo. But yeah, that was uh, that was that was fucking nasty. But anyway, all right, we're almost halfway done with key bump. We'll do a random question and close out episode sixty eight. So our random question was text to me by loyal listener Tom Dipper. And his question is, we got talking about the March Madness brackets. And in today's world, everything's done email, old school way. Everybody filled out a sheet. They turned in a sheet. They gave you the $10. Right. Easy peasy. Well, now everything's done online. I hate that saying too, by the way, easy peasy. I don't know why I just said it. Um, everything's done online. And it's like, does anybody know Randy Kaklunkakoka? And then I call a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, that's uh, my brother-in-law's co-worker's boss. Okay. And I guess that would make it your brother-in-law's boss too if it was your brother-in-law's co-worker's boss. So it's your brother-in-law's boss. But anyway, yeah, I got his time. Okay, check for that guy. And then and it's a little bit tougher to figure out where shit goes on. And Tom, you know, called me and he said, okay, you know, I think I got 20 of their entries. We'll get together. I said, well, I'm heading to Texas and then heading to Cleveland. So we'll have to get, you know, get together after the um, after the championship. And we'll settle up. Everybody's good for it, whatever, whatever. And um, he said, well, you know, I got 24 entries, $240. Got some cash. Some was Apple paid to me. Some was Venmo to me, whatever, whatever. He said, there might be two other people that are mine. I don't know how I'm going to get their money, yada, yada, yada. Hey, there's a good random question for you. I said, what's that, Tom? And he's like, all right, let's say a buddy of yours. So yeah. we'll use me as an example. Right. Let's say I've got a uh, um, Cleveland steamer fetish in a cocaine <laughs> habit behind the <laughs> In a cocaine habit out of control. And I borrow, let, let's say, four grand from you. Sure. And then in the midst of my Cleveland steamer cocaine fetish, I dropped dead. You borrowed me the 4K. Yeah, lent you. You lent me the 4K. Yeah. At what point do you go to Liz? A, the time frame, you going to Liz and asking for the money. Sure. And B... What is the cutoff? Now, if I owed you $5 for McDonald's one day, you're probably just going to call it a wash, I would assume. But what dollar amount and what time frame do you go to, in this example, it would be Liz, or, you know, your buddies, who I guess your buddy could be a female, her husband or his wife, and say, hey, um, you know, Randy owed me uh, X amount. Because I lent him this. You think I could get that back? Or do you just say, you know what? Hey, we'll leave well enough alone. You know? Yeah. Uh, wow. Tough question. For four grand? No, no I that was my example. I yeah. said, so what would be... like? What would be the cutoff? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're not, if, I, if you borrowed me 50 cent for a coffee, you're probably not going to sit no, at the cask right, and right, say, right. hey, uh, Liz, can uh, you give me that 50 cents? Because Mike borrowed it for a coffee. So what, what are the... And then what's the time frame? Because, again, like, when everybody's up at the cask, I'm like, oh, I can't believe he's gone. Hey, Liz, you got that 50? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, 
No, it would be a, probably a week, at least a week would be the minimum and the cutoff amount would be 10 grand. Anything less than 10 grand you let slide? Maybe. Ooh. Depends on how good of a businessman I am and what position I am. Oh yeah, you're you. I mean, you know. No, I'm me. Yeah. Well, fuck. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't let you borrow four grand in the first place because <laughs> I wouldn't have it. Well, okay, four grand you could come up with if I. Why really do you need- think I'm doing this pod? <laughs> if I really needed a Cleveland steamer, you'd come up with four grand. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so. I think what you. I think time. I mean, somebody died. I mean, you're talking about me. If somebody died, I mean, yeah, at, at ten grand, that's the number that came to mind. So, well, you know, ten grand, say, you're for sure gonna want it back. That I agree with. You, but how low? How low do you go? Yeah, ten uh, grand, you're definitely asking for back. I'd be really at five grand. I'd be really, really nice about it. You know, hey, um, he borrowed five grand from me. I don't know what he left you. You know, if it was a if it was a considerable amount, you know, I'd I'd appreciate it back. You know, I know if he didn't have a pot to piss in, and you know, was, he left you in the lurch, and you're still trying to figure out how to pay rent, I get it. So, time frame wise, in answer to Tom's question, time frame wise, yeah, like you say, you don't do it at the casket, or you know, you know how when. They have people come up and say something about somebody. That'd be slide. a great Seinfeld episode, don't you think? <laughs> it would be. I think the instead of at the casket, I think the better one is like oh, no, 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 no. Curb your enthusiasm would yeah. be a better one to be. <laughs> and I think what on either Seinfeld or Curb, um, not up at the casket. I think the better one because you know how like you know the the person presiding at the uh, the showing, it would be just after they play one of my. Uh, Funeral songs. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, uh, Darker side of gray by uh, Five Finger Death Punch. No, that's disturbed. Anyway, that's that. Forty episodes ago, we'll get back to that. And they say, anybody? Hey, anybody want to come up and say last words about you know? Then like, then you'd get up there and say, well, you know, Mike and I did sixty-eight episodes of a pod together, and uh, by the way, Lizzie owes me X dollars, so I kind of like that back. So I think you wait till. After that point, but I think you got to do it in the first month. If you don't do it in the first month, yeah, I think it's right done and out the window. As far yeah. as amounts, again, we're in the situation we're in. Yeah, I mean, we're not. If you're Bill Gates, it's probably going to have to be six or seven figures right. before you go to him and say, hey, you know, right. But we are who we are, and. I think I mentioned a thousand, and if that spouse was like standoffish and wasn't interested in it, I'd probably let a thousand go. Twenty five hundred, I'm going to push. Okay. Twenty five hundred or more, I'm going to push. Hey, look, you know, I don't want to be a dick. But I'm going to be. Yeah, and and I know it's not your problem, and I don't really want to tell you what I lent it for. But he, I borrowed it to him. He had yeah. a problem, and right, and uh, so twenty five hundred. I think I'm pushing for it. A thousand, I'm going to ask, and then just like, if I don't get it, it's like, oh well, fuck that bitch. I'll never talk to her again. But right. So, um, all right. Thanks, Tom, for the question. Thank you, Tom.
Um, Tom, I think Tom's going to be, I have a feeling Tom's going to respond back. He's going to go a lot lower than he's going to say, fuck that bitch. I'm going to, you know, I want my 500 bucks back. Or, Cause he'll, or Tom will call it. I want my five small back. So, and we got to get Tom on the program. Uh, Tom, I think is, I don't know if you would like the selections we drink, but, uh, Tom could tell us, uh, you know, a Gus Macker story that'll just knock your socks off. So I'd love to have Tom on the pod. We'll have to work out an arrangement where it fits in all of our schedules. That'll work. All right. Uh, I'm winding down on Key Bump. And unless you got something else to add before we uh, close this out, David. Uh, a couple things I wanted to add sports-wise, to be honest with you. Okay. You good? All right, number yeah, one. Yeah, as long as you're not lying about it. I'm not lying about it. Yeah, because you said to be honest. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about the uh, the Dell match play in Austin, Texas. Now we were just in Texas, so the last two PGA tournaments were in Texas. Do it? Did we ever find out who won that? Because I... now that's the one thing that probably should have gone into Corrections Corner. Maybe we thought that there was going to be uh, between uh, Horschel and uh, Scheffler, and then. Um, uh, Perez and uh, Kucher. Yeah, we thought that was going to be like a playoff, right? Well, no, that was for first and second, and then third place. Oh, Actually, the way yeah. that that was the the way that was worked out. So, but anyway, that was in Austin, Texas, and then this weekend the Valero Texas Open, that's in uh, San Antonio. So we kind of, I mean, if we were real big golf fans, you know, we would have probably stayed in Texas and tried to catch those. But this next weekend is Masters weekend, and you said that's the one where you, you know, you're not a golf fan per se, but you tune in, especially Saturday and Sunday. And I'm dropping, I'm dropping money on my FanDuel account. On um, Justin. No, um, the guy that has like uh, Fino, Tony Fino. I'm, oh, really? Yep, that's who I'm betting. Nice. He's got like, he's got like a. 999 straight second place finishes, but he hasn't won a tournament since like 2015. Right, and you're you're thinking he's gonna yep. break out, and that's probably a pretty good bet. And he's probably gonna he's probably gonna get like 14 to one odds. So sure, you know, if I drop 50 on that, 14 to one would pay 1400. Yeah, you know, a 50 dollar bet would pay 70 700 bucks. Yeah, nice. So, so the Masters is next weekend. Uh, the only other thing in sports that I thought was pretty interesting is the McGregor and the, it, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Poirier? Is it French? P-O-I-R. Poirier. Poirier. Uh, their uh, third matchup is on. Apparently oh, they oh. signed the contract because in weekend? 2014, McGregor beat the shit out of him in UFC 178. And then in 2021, UFC 257. Uh, he beat the crap out of McGregor. So they got number three is is contracted, signed, inked, and done. So I don't know when it's oh, going to happen. Oh, okay, you don't know when it is. No, right. I don't know when it's going to be. But uh, that'll be interesting that McGregor's got the crap beat out of him the last two, and he's willing to you know go for a third. Well, the money he's the money he makes is insane. I, right? Yeah. I would be I'd be willing to take a shit kicking for the money he's making. Now this is already we're in this segment we're already thirty minutes in, but really? I hate to, I hate to open this can of worms, but did you see the uh, when Houston was at the Oakland A's opener? 
Yep. Did you see the shit they were taking for the whole oh, yeah. cheating thing? Yep. Yeah. So I didn't know how you felt about that. Oh, and, then, and then Carrera on the first pitch was hit. Gets hit. Yep. And uh and you notice Houston won last night. I believe they've won two nights in a row. So by the way, Tony Tony Finau is thirty three hundred. I'm locking that bet in. I'm going <laughs> Tony Finau at plus thirty three hundred to win the Masters. You heard it here first, folks. Um yeah, I, I, like I said, I you know people cry. It's we can look back what episode that probably was episode what eighteen ish, give or take. And I have you know I could care less. Teams they do what they got to do to try to win, and it you know yeah, and they haven't been banging any and, trash cans. And they were this they year, were right? they weren't stripped of their title. Last year they made it to the World Series. And everybody, oh, they lost World Series. Oh, you couldn't cheat. It's like, well, motherfucker, we made it to the World Series. Only one fucking team wins the World Series. Right. So who fucking cares? And, you know, it, you know, cheating, get over yourself. That's If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. I don't give a they fuck. They got Just, slapped on the hand. They, they yep, served they fired, their sentence. They fired their manager. We got Alex Cora back. I'm going to give Alex Cora a couple years. This is going to be a bad year for the Red Sox. They can't score. They can't keep people from scoring. That's a bad recipe in baseball. If you can't score, you can't keep him from scoring. That's a long year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Yeah, go ahead. What, you have another sports? Nope. Dude, nope. The only thing. The only thing I was going to talk about is when we were in Houston, we went to Devil in the Deep Brewery. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, if you're in Houston and you go to the Strand, which is kind of like um, downtown Galveston. Gal- it's downtown Galveston, but it's like a. What would you call it? A lot of shops, some breweries, some yeah. you know restaurants. Your catch-all, kind of your catch-all area. Walk the streets. Uh, as long as you're sitting at a table or walking close to a table, you can have your alcohol right on the sidewalk. Right. Um, it was fun, but um, Devil and Devil and Deep. Uh, good brewery, good beers. Yep. Uh, for for whatever reason, that night, I don't think they had their full selection going. No, because they had no IPAs. Yeah, they had no IPAs. So. Um, and we had a couple, I know I had a porter. I know, what, what did you have? Do you remember? No. No. Not at all. Uh, it was a... It was worth a stop, I know Oh, that. yeah, for sure. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was quite tasty, in fact. Yeah. Rel- modestly priced, too, at $5 a throw. Yeah, no, so. very well. I agree. All right, that's all I had, man. That's all. I'm looking at the bottom of my notes, and I'm good. All right. Well, if you're good, Dave, then left rate key bump. Let's do it. Um, favorite of the night. Totally different flavor than Chet. And I'm an IPA person. I rated Chet 404. I'm going to give key bump a nice, healthy, robust 4.12. All right, and this one has that, like, like that uppercut, that punch to the gut that you that prefer. The, that the Wicked Hazy Juicy New England IPA from Sam Adams did not. Correct. And so, for me, that would probably keep me from, I mean, although it was flavorful, it was a good IPA, it would probably, that punch to the gut, that uppercut would... Probably keep me from having a second one. Uh, I'm going to rate it a little bit lower, and I'm going to go a 
Oh, am I going to rate it more than the Wicked Hazy? No, I'm not. But I'm going to go just slightly below and go a 3.65. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're close on the middle and flip-flopped on the ends. Um, what are our fine folks at on tap? Who do they side with, me or you? Uh, hey, another 11,000 check-ins. Like the uh, Wicked Hazy on our first tasting. Our on tap folks liked it better than both of us. Wow. At 4.36. Wow. So, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, and on tapped almost seems to be an IPA yeah, type for sure. Uh, for sure. group. I would but, agree. Uh, well, unfortunately, as I look down on the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.